Hey, boils and ghouls, this is David Howard Thornton from Terrifier and the upcoming Terrifier 2, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash. Everyone up, everyone in, time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, look out bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone, Michael B. Moynihan here. Zubilee Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul, Hello, Zubaroos! And Billy, Welcome to the show! Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubilee Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubilee, Zubilee Zoo, Zubilee Zoo, Magic and wonder are waiting for you. So come on with us now and discover the wonder of you. Welcome to Zoobly Zoo. That's right. You can listen to the brand new Zoobly Zoo podcast dropping the 1st and the 15th of every month wherever you get your podcasts or at electronicmediacollective.com slash pod. to another all-new episode of Moose's Monster Mesh. I'm your host, Moose. This month, we have kind of a no-brainer. The, the, the topic's been kind of staring me in the face for the last few years. We're talking monster mashup movies. And to do that, I brought back a couple fan favorites. So, let's welcome a, a couple of people that you guys listen to them, you love them, and... Let's start with, don't call him a throwback, Mr. Retro Renegade himself, Mr. Mikey Madhouse Taylor. Madhouse, I like that. Yeah. Straight out of the ground, Mr. Billy Zombilly Peck. Well, hello. How we doing, folks? I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, doing all right, doing all right. Yeah, I've been looking forward to, to doing the this episode i think it'll be a lot of fun uh cover some cool topics of monster mashups and yeah definitely excited yeah i I think between you know the three of us i think we might bring up some things that maybe the others don't know so we're gonna we're gonna learn something together here i believe that was kind of the goal of putting this uh crew together for this episode and billy for your intro it's kind of at a toss-up between straight out of the underground straight out of the ground or straight out of zoobly zoo so it was kind of a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, you know what? Straight out of the ground works. <laughs> right. So, sure. Uh, like I mentioned uh, a moment ago, the, the the topic's really just been kind of staring me in the face. It's I realized I'm going on to, coming up at the end of like three years here, and the, the name of the show is Moose's Monster Mash, and haven't talked about mashup movies or the you know the idea of the 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 monster team up i mean it's such an integral part of horror and now pop culture that 
it, it was just one of those like, oh, duh. I, I really wanted to get into that. And I, I wanted to, before we get into the, the movies we talked about, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on like where the, the mashup falls as far as like comedy, horror, action, or does this kind of all make like an action comedy horror uh, mashup? I mean, they they can fall within really any of the genres. Yeah, I mean, kind of everything that you just picked on, you know, uh, mentioned is, you know, the, the mashups are in all those genres. Uh, at, if if it's you know horror is the main, and then it subsects down to you know comedy or action or or whatever, like that's all in there, of course, as well. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know if that answers the question or not, but. Yeah, I think it did. It, it it all depends on the the direction of the movie, mm-hmm. you know. That you can make any genre of any movie and put a couple monsters in or a team of monsters in. You've seen everything from horror movies directed towards children mm-hmm. to straight horror movies with two iconic characters, the comedy, the action, you know. However, it happens to go, it can be anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things I really found and, and then like looking at some of the more popular, like team up movies, it's interesting with where like horror creatures get put, but may not necessarily be deemed a horror movie like league of extraordinary gentlemen. Uh, I mean, you have the invisible man, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, you have classic horror uh, monsters. Not really a horror movie, but it's still good to see them out there in like a team-up setting. A movie I never thought I'd talk about on here, Twilight, Vampires and Werewolves. Definitely romance, not horror. Sure. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it falls under that monster mashup movie, you know, because it's vampires, werewolves, tale as old as time. You know, but then we get into movies like Underworld, and that falls more into the like action horror because it's more graphic, a little bit gorier, um, a little more seductive, depending on who you are. Uh, and the new Hellboy, newer Hellboy, I should say, which is very much closer to its comic roots, horror and mashup. So it, it's it's fun to see it all come into more of a mainstream as opposed to where it started, which is the two movies that I wanted to talk about. That's Frankenstein and Wolfman and House of Frankenstein, you know, which arguably could be considered these days as comedies. But, I mean, you figure it's gone as far as being on Scooby-Doo. It's in every element of pop culture now. And it's just, it's astounding that it has that kind of reach. Well, yeah, and, for yeah, sure. Like, like you're, you're talking about the, the classic monsters. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are very, it's, it's very natural to team them up. Mm-hmm. Because in some cases, the same actors played them all. Yeah. Not necessarily in the mashups, but some of the, some of the actors played every one of these classic monsters. They've teamed them up in, like you said, the House of Frankenstein. Uh, they they pitted them against other characters like uh, 
was it Frankenstein versus Jesse James? There, you know, there are so many team ups like that within those classic classic monsters that they almost seem like a natural fit. Yeah, all of them. It uh, it was almost a given that they were all going to be teamed up at one point. And it, I guess it was easier then when they were all under one label. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. And that's what I was going to start to get to is, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of some of those were, were, you know, even made by, you know, some of the same people or, you know, like Mikey said, you know, with same actors or, uh, you know, so, yeah, with them all being under that same umbrella at the time, um, it's, uh, you know, talked about with like, you know, and this is, uh, I mean, it really is still like the monster mashup of things, but it's. It's just like when the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started becoming a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow, this is the first time that we've really seen um, all these characters in shared universes in a big way. It's like, ah, uh, uh, Universal Monsters. Right. That was really, really the first mm-hmm. that we saw something like that where, you know, it became interconnected stories and sure look not quite as you know cohesive and as big as you know the mcu but um it was the first one to really do that and it was it was our beloved horror uh icons well i think you also didn't you see that with with the hammer films as well yeah i say some of the hammer films had uh you know the 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 connected storylines and what's interesting is you look at the timelines you compare it to where movies were then and where movies are now, it had the same impact then that Marvel does now. And it's just looking back at it, it's just like, oh, does that count? Yes, it counts. You know, you you have to look back at where it was then. It was huge. You know, just like, love it or hate it, Freddy vs. Jason. You know, you get... Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger on screen together, first time, face-to-face. Whether you like the movie or not, that's big news. You know, these two are going to go toe-to-toe. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, for sure. And that movie, I can remember being in elementary school and reading in magazines to Jason, and they were going to make this movie. And it mm-hmm. didn't happen for like ten years. Well, mm-hmm. and right, and even in you know uh, where it was first officially teased was you know 1993's Jason Goes to Hell, mm-hmm. and yeah, we didn't see Freddy versus Jason till 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, I remember back in the 80s, this it was actually first mentioned in the Electric Company magazine. Okay, and I, I can remember it plain as day. They had a you know, cartoon of the two of them together, and they announced, this is going to happen. They're, they're going to fight each other. Wow. And everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. And then, it, like you said, it didn't happen until 2003. Right. So it just took that long to get all the pieces in place. And I think that that is one of the reasons we don't see it more. It's because there are too many mm-hmm. moving pieces. There are too many people that are, are that are invested in these different characters that they yeah. won't work together. Well, and look... Um... You know, there was big, big talk of um, Halloween, you know, Michael Myers meeting uh, Pinhead Mm -hmm. and John Carpenter, who wasn't 
involved with with Halloween anymore. Um, him and Clive Barker actually had a discussion about it, and they were both like in, you know, and and um, you know, I don't remember exactly what their roles would have been, but the two creators wanted to do it. And just like you said, you know, so many cooks and, you know, um, the, you know, studio issues and whatever that it didn't, it didn't come to fruition because it's just difficult. Well, and there was always the talk of, of Ash. Yes. From the evil dead series. Stepping yep. in and being a part of one of these of Freddy versus Jason, yeah. Freddy versus Jason is one they talked about the most. Yep, and that never happened. And then, and then Bruce Campbell effectively killed the character of Ash off, right, for himself. Yeah, yep. So, see, I personally would like to right. see Chucky and Leprechaun go head to head. I think that would be an awesome movie, but. I'm weird. Yeah, so. you know, uh, <laughs> it'd be fun. It, it, yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be uh, a lot of uh, one-liner, one-liners and quips, and I get it. They're both little, and um, but yeah, yeah. I say they're both little sadomasochistic um, animals. You know, so it it, it would be <laughs> yeah. the the it it'd be uh, they'd rack up a fun kill count. It, it'd be very interesting to watch. Sure. You know, but. A lot of creative kills. Right. Yep. You know, you, you, you wouldn't get just the standard, you know, sl- like slasher film. You know, it, it'd be a lot of, like you said, creativity and just fun, out-of-the-box thinking. Now, some of the other things we are seeing more of, and, well, we, we have seen more of recently, is, like, the uh, kaiju monsters getting teamed up. And... That was pretty phenomenal. In the, uh, is it the Kong verse or the Godzilla verse? Which is the, like, whose universe is it in? Who's, you know, who's visiting whose world here? Um, well, it's, uh, hell, I forgot the actual name of it. Um, I mean, obviously, it started with, with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we got a, a Kong movie. Then we got the second Godzilla, and then we had the team up uh, or battle of Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, for and we're talking the new ones that are put out by Legendary. Um, there's uh, a, a, an appropriate name for it. It's um, it's the company uh, that they uh, that is like going out and trying to fight. You know. Uh, or you know, keep these these things at bay. I forget what the company is within the movie. Um, I'm looking for it and I can't find it right now. Monarch. Uh, I think that well, that may not be what it was going for, but yeah, Monarch was like yeah, the monster verse, the Monarch verse, you know, something like that, like. Um, Anyway, doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, we get to see those movies, and uh, um, I think it's cool because, like, you know, it's it's obviously a very big throwback to you know what you know the original you know Godzilla and kaiju films were with you know it always being like a monster versus a monster, and um, you know 
Godzilla having his own movies and Mothra having their own his own movies and and you know then them coming together or or Godzilla and Ultraman and uh, you know things of that nature um, uh, you know all those you know those universes kind of colliding and um, you know it's it's very cool to be able to to see that again you know with with modern and you know big budget filmmaking and all that. Um, one of, one of the movies that I was, uh, going to pick is like one of my top favorites was the original, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla with the penis. Uh, nose. I just, I love that movie with, with King Kong and his penis nose. Uh, I guess if you want to go with, you know, some weirdness, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to have to go back and watch this again. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's I know his exactly arm, what he looks like. I never would have. Th- there's a scene that looks like he has a penis for their nose. Um, I'm 90% sure it's his arm. But just the way it's shot, it looks very uh, phallic. <laughs> um, no, that, that's fine. I'm, I, I am looking forward okay. to <laughs> You're like, okay, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the, the Freudian... Kong universe, I think. <laughs> right? Like, what are you thinking about? Literally, like nowhere on the internet does this even pop up. You actually googled that? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> I'm like, what am forever. I? What am I missing? Yeah, that's in your search history forever. Sure is. Better his than mine. <laughs> Before we get into your guys's movies, I just briefly the the two that. I have. I, I don't want to dive too deep into them because I don't want to talk uh, Universal on like every episode. But what I found interesting is there is contention as far as like film historians and stuff about which is the first mashup movie. Now, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman came out first in 43. House of Frankenstein came out in 44. But House of Frankenstein's considered the first mashup movie, which I find interesting. And there's no good explanation why. So, it's been a while since I have seen, you know, Frankenstein vs. Wolfman. Uh, are all the monsters in that? Or is it just Frankenstein and Wolfman? It's Frankenstein and Wolfman. Whereas House of Frankenstein, so, there's... I think that's where yeah. where it has all of them, essentially. That's the difference. Like, one is just the one-on-one. The other is the first time that we get to see all of these characters together. That's the big difference. Yeah. The, the, the universal extended universe, as it were. Where you get Dracula and the Wolfman and Frankenstein's monster... And, you know, a couple mad scientists. And it's just, it, it, it is just crazy with cameos and such. You know, it just, it, uh-huh. it, it, it's always slayed me that the movie that came out second is like, oh, this is the first one. It's like, well, a little asterisk maybe. But, um, but no, I, I love those two films that they, you know, always, you know, as everybody knows, Universal has soft spot in my heart. Um, 
Mikey, what are your thoughts on uh, those two? Well, they, and like Billy said, it's been a long time since I've seen either one of these. Um, I think that it was interesting at the time, because like I mentioned before, you mostly associate uh, Lugosi and Karloff mm-hmm. in all of these roles. They at, at one time or another, they played all of them. When you get to like House of Frankenstein, they're introducing new people in some of the roles and because they had to. So I think that was interesting in the fact that now people have to look at what they're used to seeing. And it's like, okay, this is a little different. We're not used to seeing this person in, you know, I I don't remember who was in what role. Sure. I don't know if they had like Glenn Strange as uh, uh, the Frankenstein mom. Say Glenn. By that time, I don't think so. Yeah. I say Carradine was Dracula. Yep. Um, So I think it was introducing people to a new way of viewing these monsters. Sure. So that was kind of a neat expansion that they had to do to say this is a character. It's not Boris Karloff. Right. This is a character. Right. You know, where people were used to associating with that particular actor. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you had the dissension of who liked Lugosi as whatever character and who liked Karloff as whatever character. Now you dumped him on there. Dumped him right on there. Either. <laughs> the hashtag not my Frankenstein. Yep, exactly. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, uh, you know, same for me. Um, you know, I, I enjoy all those movies. Um, but, you know, I remember when I was really first starting to dig into the Universal Monsters. And, you know, Frankenstein's always been my favorite. And, um, you know, going through his films... Uh, you know, the universal ones specifically, and then, you know, getting to House of Frankenstein and seeing that, oh, this this one has all of them. You know, I say all of them, but, you know, Creature's not in it or whatever. But, um, you know, the, again, it has the majority of, of those classic universal monsters. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I ate that up uh, when I first started watching it. And I, you know, is it as good, you know, no, see, you know, all those monsters together and, um, you know, Moose, you know, I believe it was you that like smartened me up to this, that, you know, really the only one, you know, that played all of them was, um, Lon Chaney Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and in this, you know, he, you know, played, uh, Wolfman, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just cool stuff. Fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I can remember as a kid starting, you know, starting out and as a kid, universal is usually where you get to start with horror because one it's on, it was on everywhere. So you, you start getting introduced to these characters and I can only imagine what it would have been like back then. But I remember when I was a kid, watching and then like the first time you see house of frankenstein and you see all these characters pop up you it it, it is very much like the first avengers film where it's it it is that holy shit moment you your mind is blown because there's all these characters that you've seen in their own movies finally together on one screen and it's it's phenomenal 
it, it always have a nice soft spot in my heart and hopefully the hearts of everybody else's as far as this is where the you know extended universes really got their start <laughs> so going left to right Mikey, let's start with you. What movies, uh, what, what monster mashups did you uh, pick? Well, I actually, just in talking about these, I remembered another one that I wanted to, to mention. It piggybacks off of the two that you've mentioned. All right. And that is uh, 1948's uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> that one has the Frankenstein monster played by Glenn Strange. Mm-hmm. That one has uh, Dracula, played by Bela Lugosi, and the Wolfman, played by Lon Chaney Jr. Mm -hmm. And this one, to me, this one is kind of a kid's movie. Because Abbott Costello, I associate with, you know, that's something that you would, you know, put the kids in front of to to, watch on a Sunday morning or whatever. And when they did their version of this universal monster mashup it actually uh it was chosen as number 56 in uh the 100 funniest american movies by the american film institute mm-hmm. so this is definitely a comedy definitely kids horror well and yeah if it's not kids horror, it's not that it's, scary right you know it's it's that slapstick and if it's not kids horror it's definitely family horror yes Yes. So, you know, that, that one I think is, is pretty important in the grand scheme of things because it blends several elements. You know, you've got the classic monsters. You've got the comedy. You've got something that's very family friendly. Um, so I think that one's pretty important to mention. So did you want to just go like all of the ones that I have up here? Or Oh, yeah. I just, I, I want to touch on Abbott and Costello for a second. Within the last year, Billy has actually gotten a chance to watch me watch that movie. And it's probably the mo- the closest <laughs> to, like, pure joy he's ever actually seen me in, in real life. <laughs> like, pure-blown, just kid in a candy store. Just pure joy. <laughs> well, and... The funny thing about, you know, so um, a, a mutual friend of our, all of ours and, and uh, you know, concert uh, and event promoter in the town that we live in, uh, you know, give a, a shout out to Dave Campbell and Midwest Elite Concerts. Um, from time to time, he will put on these uh, private events of showing, um, you know, some some films, uh, basically just for, you know, a, a small crew of people and and. Um, uh, he did a double feature. Uh, was that one? I think was it Dracula and then uh, uh, Abbott Costello. You know, Meet Frankenstein. I think is what the double feature was. I think so. Um, and yeah, uh, sitting there by sitting there by Moose, uh, um, seeing how he reacted. To Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and watching the humor in it, it all just clicked of like, this is this this movie. Like those comedians and those monsters kind of 
sums up Moose's personality. Yeah, th- th- that era shaped me very, uh, very much so. And yeah, it's uh, y- you got the uh, pleasure. I-, I guess I got the pleasure of watching you uh, connect that firsthand. Because like, like I've seen it for years, but I, I know my history. But seeing somebody else connect that, it- it's just it's really fun to watch so and as a testament to, the, to that film they they made several others mm-hmm. of Abbott Costello yep right they they met the invisible man Jacqueline Hyde the mummy uh then they had one where they just they met Boris Karloff and that was you know they there had to, there had to be some magic there that that resonated because like any other franchise movie you know they they grabbed a hold of that first one that that made it made sense to them and they ran with it oh yeah yeah they rode the lightning on that one for a while so and i've got them all on dvd says yeah (laughs) yeah i have them on back order so um so yeah mikey what movies (laughs) uh, (laughs) what movies did you pick (laughs) okay so to, to round out i've got i've got a few of them up here and like I said, I tried to pick ones that were not going to be the typical Freddy versus Jason yeah. like that. Um, one that came out just a couple years ago, Army of the Dead. And this is more of a team up. But in Army of the Dead, it's primarily a zombie flick. But you have different classes of zombie. And I took that as kind of a team up mashup type thing where it wasn't just the slow zombies. You had very intelligent mm-hmm. zombies. You had zombies that had created a society. Yeah, you had hybrid. Hybrid. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you had tigers. You had horses. But no bears. No, they're really. I think they're going to save that for the next one. Because oh, my. Because they're very open-ended. Uh, but to me, that was a, that was a, a team-up mm-hmm. of your different classes of zombies that you haven't really seen ever before. Right. You know, so I, I counted that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and like, if, if you know, not even really thinking that angle, but I really like, like, the diversity of the thought of it, um, it makes me think of the movie uh, Daybreakers. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? With, um, it's uh, 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 Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. It's a vampire mm-hmm. movie, and how there are different classes of vampires. And what's really neat about it is, you know, there's kind of your standard vampire and then they kind of give a reason to like why there's like the Nosferatu style of vampire. And, you know, when they become all more like gangly and, you know, weird and more monster like. And it's because they've they've become so desperate that they've started feeding on vampires. Um. And uh, so anyway, uh, just without getting into a, a, a big thing about it, I thought that was a really uh, neat way that you looked at the, the mashup in a way. And it just made me think of that as well. And I, I think think that one is uh, worth checking out if you have not seen it before. Yeah. I don't want to give away the, the ending. and But it, it the way that it's done, it's so cool that you could literally like apply this to like any other vampire movie and it's like oh that's neat it kind of it changes the game a little bit and doesn't really quite get 
mentioned a lot. So anyway. Um, another one that kind of is in the same vein as far as the way that I thought about it was 13 ghosts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. To where you, you know that they're all ghosts, but they're all very unique creatures. Oh, very much so. Yeah. But it's, it depends on how they died or, or what kind of trauma they endured in life. And that reflects on how the creature is created and they all have different powers or different abilities so just the way that they brought them together as kind of a team up made sense to me to include oh yeah plus yeah. It's, a, it's a great movie so, you know, it's, it's an like amazing it. movie yeah um same vein cabin in the woods yeah and it's the same idea they have all the monsters in the in the, in the bottom of the cabin that are you know that are are unleashed at different times or different cues to unleash them and you saw everything. You saw all the unique attributes of every monster that they had. Um, a goofy one that I recently saw. It's from 1981. Uh, the Monster Club with Vincent Price. Yep. Vincent Price and John Carradine. And with this, they have not only a variety of monsters. It's kind of a blending of the three I've already talked about. Not only the different kinds of monsters, but then they interbreed these monsters and make new creatures that have never been made before. Yeah. And to see, I happen to see Joe Bob present this movie and he had a whole flow chart of when you cross these two, here's this one. And then <laughs> this one comes over here. And now if this one breeds with this one, it goes down here. It not only was species of monsters being created, but a class system because some of these crossbred monsters were not looked upon as favorably in the society that they had created. And it, it it's an anthology movie, but the wraparound kind of shows you these different classes of monsters. Um, and then the one that I had, and I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. It's just, it's going to be very interesting, especially for the three of us to talk about. It's called Monster Brawl. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> it, it's... It's it's shown kind of as a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a pay-per-view Mortal Kombat tournament of all these different uh, different creatures. And they divide them up in the creatures category. You have a Cyclops, a werewolf, the witch bitch, and Swamp Gut, which is just a swamp monster, against the undead, which is Lady Vampire, Zombie Man, the Mummy, and a Frankenstein monster. And they fight to the death, basically. Uh, so they got to figure out how to kill each creature. The creatures themselves had to figure out how to kill each other in a tournament-style fight. What is going to be very, what's very interesting to me is all of the monsters that are portrayed, the actors are all either UFC fighters or professional wrestlers. Yes. Um, so you had, like, Kurgan. He played the Frankenstein monster. Uh, Rosemary played like the witch. Uh, Herb Dean from the UFC was the actual referee for this this fight. Yes. Uh, Lance Hendrickson played God. He's a narrator, but he played God. And Kevin Nash played one of the soldiers that is using the zombie as a weapon. Yeah. So just the, the mashup of all the people involved was interesting. 
but the concept of presenting this as this is a UFC style tournament. This is kind of a Mortal Kombat style tournament. They've all been summoned somehow. They show their qualifying matches where they had to defeat a troll or they had to defeat some other creature to get into the tournament. And then it's just a big fight. Not a great movie. But this <laughs> right. was the first one I thought of when you mentioned what we were doing. This is the very first movie I thought of. Not a great movie. Concept's amazing. The movie... Uh... The... I mean, Execution, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was just interesting how they... It's still worth a watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like watching a horror movie. It's like watching a very theatrical wrestling pay-per-view yep. or a staged UFC fight. Yeah. So, yeah, the concept is great. Execution, they fail. That happens a lot But in those industry. are the ones that I, that I punched up just kind of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, All good ones. Yeah, I... Again, I, I definitely, uh, I like, you know, everywhere that you went with it. And it's definitely uh, unique. Um, you know, so my, I guess I, I, I mentioned it a little earlier, so I'll start there. You know, uh, you know the original King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, you know, for me, you know, that's, it's an early one that has always stuck with me. Again, you know, it. it crosses two separate universes uh and puts these things together um you know being a fan of godzilla uh, being an even bigger fan of king kong um you know it's it's neat that they get brought together and then again you know all these years later we get to see it again and um so uh um yeah that was it's a big one for me um but you know also kind of standard yeah it's just big monster versus big monster uh godzilla just happened or king kong just happens to you know get a, a little extra radiation in his in his oats or something and now he has some powers and he grows extra tall and um yeah so they can make him a little more evenly matched i suppose but um and the follow-up to that is yeah. kong Lo uh, love and thunder <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, the original King Kong featured a, dinosaurs. a monster, monster mashup. Yeah, dinosaurs, mm -hmm. giant spiders. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. At the end of the day, my favorite uh, uh, mashup movie, uh, you know, any sort really. Um, and it, it does in a, a sense, go back to uh, the Universal Monsters, but it is Monster Squad. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like for us, that's pretty common, and I would assume for a lot of horror fans, but there's a lot of people that don't even know what Monster Squad is. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... That movie is such a big deal to me, and, like, you know, it's... Obviously, it's very... Um, easily uh, uh compared to the goonies you know it's it's a group of kids you know on this uh, adventure it just happens to be this one it, it's monsters and you know what's so cool about it is like you know we talk about you know those earlier uh abbott and costello or you know whatever and it's like how it could be kid or friend family friendly and you know monster squad i suppose fits into that but like you know they 
they don't make a joke out of the monsters, you know, um, you, in a sense, you can even say that they do in Abbott and Costello make Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. They're the butt of jokes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not treated that way at all in Monster Squad. Like these are legit monsters. And like even some of the stuff gets a little graphic. Um, and so like they very much treated it like a horror movie that also happens to be wrapped around um you know like a kind of coming of age kid story there's a lot of stuff that i love about that one and i don't know if there's stuff that you guys want to talk about it it's really the predecessor to stranger things you know you have this like supernatural storyline wrapped around like you said the coming of age story and at the time it was as big and in the community still is as big as stranger things but also, as you mentioned, you know, it, it does surprise me how many people don't know or will never know that the Wolfman has nards. So that is a little see, that's, bizarre. I was going to mention that this is one of those movies. This is one of those movies that transcends. It, it transcends the horror community, and it transcends even itself, the mm-hmm. movie itself, because there are people that will say the Wolfman has nards, and. Or they'll hear you say it and they go, yeah, what is that from? Right. They've heard the quote. They know the quote. They even say the quote. They have no clue where it came from. It's just one of those things that's been passed down so much and it's become so popular that it's transcended the movie itself. Well, and that's, you know, and that's where I was going at the beginning with, you know, where this has grown so far into, you know, pop culture as a, as a whole, you know, just this concept of the mashup. You know, like, you you look at slashers, they're still very much pigeonholed in horror. Now, there are some that, you know, obviously have broken out into pop culture. Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those ones obviously broke out. They're pop culture icons as well as horror icons. But the slasher movie itself is still very much horror. The idea of a mashup... The, of, a, of a monster mashup, rather, is very much mainstream pop culture. It can run from kids. It can run to adults. It can run to X-rated adults. It runs the gambit. And that is phenomenal for something that started as a horror genre. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as, as far as like mashup movies, I feel like this really could be like one of the kind of top tier ones because like the whole thing is about like Dracula bringing all all these monsters together as a team. Mm -hmm. Another one uh, similar uh, to a certain degree, still dealing with the, um, the universal monsters to a certain degree. This comes from full moon films. And it's called The Creeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would assume that a good majority probably has not seen this. Uh, it's a uh, mid to late 90s-ish full moon film. If that helps gauge your interest or, or about where it sits within the quality of the films that they've put out over the years. Um, but for those that don't know... Um, it's about a guy who 
wants to take the original uh, manuscripts or like the original, original books of, you know, Mary Shelley's uh, Frankenstein or um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And, you know, he wants to get all the original copies and basically does this science experiment um, that would would bring Frankenstein, Dracula, and um, there's people that are on to him, know that he has stolen these books and that he's up to no good. So in the process of making these creatures, these monsters come to life, um, somebody shuts off the, uh, I don't know, incubation process, I suppose, which leaves the monsters at about half done. And all the characters are now played by little people. Yep. Uh, most notably, uh, Dracula is played by Phil Fondacaro. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's totally goofy. Oh yeah. But, um, it's it's just a fun different interpretation for seeing those monsters if anybody ever wanted to check it out i I like that choice that's it's it's a fun movie not necessarily a a scary movie no more more in the the comedy genre yes but i like how you're trying to give people a a gauge of the quality of a full moon feature because they're (laughs) all in a certain level of quality oh yeah and now we have to have a a stratification of this this might go a little lower than than your expectation right because look you know i'm a big 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 full moon as am i but the you know the start of full moon like all their stuff was funded and distributed Mm -hmm. by paramount so they had bigger budgets and could do bigger things and it looked nicer and all that. Once they start to lose that, they still have money, but they don't have quite the same backing, the same resources. And that's kind of where this one falls, where it's like it still is, is but you can tell it starts to lack some of that quality where like nowadays you know, like they still can put out some entertaining stuff, but the budgets are even lower. Mm-hmm. The time that they can film is, you know, uh, uh, days instead of a month or whatever. And now the quality is even more diminished. Yeah. So that's where I was, yeah, trying to gauge that difference. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, I do want to throw out what could arguably be the modern day version of the Abbott and Costello franchise. And that is the Hotel Transylvania franchise. You get that comedy look again sure. at you know the classic monsters in you know comedic settings. Put it back in front of kids and get them interested in monsters and possibly horror again without scaring the crap out of them. So we've managed to come full circle with Abbott and Costello. You know, the, the jokes and the yeah. draws are pretty much spot on if you uh, throughout well, the and, franchise. You know, Mikey, like with what you said, um, you know, about like Wolfman's got nards. Mm-hmm. Everybody 
has at least heard someone say, I do not say blah, 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 blah. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, again, another thing that has transcended into pop culture, you know, to, you know, some degree, and that's Adam Sandler as Dracula. Yeah. So we, we've reached the part of the show where listeners are going to need a pen and a paper. Because now I get to ask you guys what all you want to promote. And I know Billy has a list. So we'll start with Mikey. It should be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mine, mine, Mikey, very, where, very short. Say, Mikey, uh, where can people find you and what projects you got working on? <laughs> uh, projects I'm working on. That's going to be a, a list. Uh, <laughs> projects I'm working on currently. Uh, I, I'm working on three films right now simultaneously. Um, so I'm working on the mystery of the manor doing makeup, got a small cameo role in it. Uh, I'm working on Babezilla versus the zombie horde. That's W H O R D. Um, and I'm doing some makeup on that. Uh, and another short, I'm not quite sure what it's called. I think it's called total chaos. I'm not quite sure. Uh, which I'll be acting, doing makeup, and coming up with concepts for it. Um, so that'll keep me busy until Haunted House season, where I will be doing my Haunted House thing uh, through Halloween. So I'm booked up until after Halloween. Uh, otherwise, if you want to hear uh, me talk about all things retro, you can go to uh, Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. That is on Spotify, all any podcast platform. Or uh, anchor.fm. Uh, or if you want to hear me talk pro wrestling, namely local pro wrestling, you can listen to me with Moose on uh, PWP Live Presents Ringside Recap, where we give Billy, well, I give Billy. I say, what? Crap. I say, hold on, what's this wee crap? <laughs> so, it's true. I'm surprised. Yeah. I was that we were able to, you know, keep our composure during this. I know, yeah. So we're, all, we're all getting along well. We're getting paid well. That's that's always my excuse. If I'm getting paid, I can get along with anybody. So, so there's a steady paycheck involved. Yeah. I'll believe anything you say. I'll believe anything you say. So that's the, the other the other podcast that I was a part of is kind of on a hiatus right now, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. We went through a name change. We went through other changes. So I don't know what we're doing with it, so. We'll put that on hold changes. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I guess for me, I suppose the biggest thing, a couple things that you can check out would be, um, you know, if again, if you're into podcasting and you are into wrestling and primarily like wrestling collectibles and, and things of that nature and then dabble into, you know, just other collectibles as well. Um, the Major World Order podcast, um, it is like a subsection of um, professional wrestlers, uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Mark, Mark Sterling, their podcast, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. We are like an offshoot of that. Um, and uh, if that is something that interests you, you can check that out again wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Amazon, Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, uh, any of the main ones. And then uh, um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Major World Order. Uh, and if you're uh, big into horror, uh, 
assumingly since you're here listening to this, um, I have a horror punk band called Graveyard Smash. Uh, you can check out our original music. It's very reminiscent of, of like the Misfits or uh, Murder Dolls or you know anything of that nature where um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, again, all those those main places. Just check out Graveyard Smash. Uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram is at Graveyard Smash 13 and Twitter is at Graveyard Smash 1 because they don't have enough characters to make it the 1-3. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then, of course, Paul and I, uh, Moose and I, I should say, have um, another podcast together called the Zoobly Zoo Podcast. And if that means anything to you, um, thank you. And you'll love the podcast because it is also hosted by Michael B. Moynihan, who played Lookout Bear. And we go over every episode. And he has an amazing memory and stories to tell about that series. Steel trap that guy. That podcast just makes me happy. That 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 was was our goal. It's a a feel-good podcast. It makes me happy. Yeah. And listeners, like always, I'll put those... All of those links in the episode description. And you can find, well, hell, you can find all of us and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com. You can find me on Twitter and now on Facebook at Moose Media Inc. Guys, this has been a blast. Uh, Always love having you on. Yeah, thank you. We'll, We'll definitely do it again sometime. And listeners... Check out the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Look for Babezilla vs. Zombie Horde. That's Horde with a D. Don't forget to insert the D. Look for Graveyard Smash on Facebook. Check out the music. If you're into collecting, look for the MWO podcast. And remember, when you're MWO, you're MWO for life. And until next time, horror fans, mash on. This has been Moose's Monster Bash. Come back for more chills and thrills if you dare. <laughs>